0: Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins.
1: And I'm Christian Cabrera.
0: We are here to explore the works of Jane Austen and David Lynch.
1: You're about to start listening to part two of our recap of the 1996 Emma featuring Gwyneth Paltrow. But since we um, had already originally recorded the entire podcast, we're going to kind of jump in and stick our recommendations in the front part. Just to kind of get those out, just because we already recorded the intro. We're still getting used to this podcasting thing. (laughs) Yes, and
0: we also have to include our contact information because we didn't know it when we recorded the original episode. Exactly. Um, So as for my recommendation for this week, I think I'm going to recommend the History Chicks podcast. They did um, a really good episode on Jane Austen early on in their run. And if you're... Is interested in Jane Austen as I am. I definitely recommend going back and listening to their episode on her, so you can, you know, hear more about Jane Austen's life. It's more of a biography.
1: Oh, I've never heard about them, so I'm gonna have, oh, to have that subscribe. It's
0: a <laughs> great podcast. They they just cover um, um not forgotten necessarily, but just women in history that you know their stories don't get told very often.
1: Wow, I'll have to <laughs> check that out. Um, for my recommendation this week, I am recommending. Um, a YouTube series called uh, Just a Dash. It's a YouTube series by Chef Matty Matheson. Mm. Who's he's a Canadian chef. He used to have a uh, I think two cooking shows on Vice, and I just think he's hilarious. He cooks amazing food, um, and he's you know just the funniest person. He's ridiculous, you know, over the top. And if I didn't have a boyfriend, I would have married him by now because <laughs> he's perfect. <laughs> And I want all the food. (laughs) Oh, you have to check that
0: out. I'm always looking for a good new YouTube show.
1: Yes. (laughs) He's just ridiculous. So give it a shout out.
0: Yes. And um, since we didn't put our contact information at the end, um, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can find us at...
1: (laughs) managermadness.com. is where you'll find all of our um, stuff about the podcast uh, as it grows, what platform it's available on, and just general information um you can find us uh on twitter at manners madness uh, and on instagram at uh, manners and madness pod and our gmail is manners at madness at gmail.com so if you have any comments or concerns or anything you want to just see on the pod just you know let us know
0: yes and please rate and review and subscribe and now on to part two of the 1996 Miramax version of Emma by Enjoy. Jane Austen Um, which is also way, way simplified for this version.
1: Between uh, Mr. Elton.
0: Yeah. So Emma and her dad and Mr. Elton are all right. driving to the Weston's Christmas party. Um, at the party, <laughs> the whole time, Emma is really trying to hear this story about Frank Churchill, and Mr. El- Mr. Elton is just like, Yep, 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 yep. Can I help you? Can I bother you? Can I get in your face anymore? <laughs> Seriously.
1: I, I mean, I hate to be, like, on Constant. repeat the whole <laughs> podcast, but, like, I despise his fan so much. I wish she would have just pushed him into the fire and been <laughs> done with him. I'm sure no one would have been upset. He would not leave her alone the whole entire time. I know.
0: Thank God it's... Um... Alan Cumming playing the part because he's so, charming <laughs> in his own gross way. But... <laughs> the only
1: redeeming factor about this character is the actor playing that, yeah. <laughs> like, I hate him. I mean,
0: he's really funny, so. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah, he comes and he, like, plops himself in between her and Mr. Knightley, and that's Ugh. Mr. Knightley's face during the whole scene is like, oh, yes, I'm very serious, but he's, like, trying not to bust out laughing the whole right. time. It's very funny.
1: And she is just totally oblivious to all and of this
0: i think this is the first time that we actually see a servant in this scene um he's like standing behind them okay. like a waiter kind uh-huh. of a servant i could see that i mean not a waiter but, but you,
1: yeah like a, you know, you know a the person proper version who, of that <laughs> yeah who waits on the people now
0: because i was watching it and i was going Man, there are some elaborate setups on this lawn and with these tents, but we never see anyone setting it up or right. any of the Right, It's like not like the
1: whole, like, the Downton Abbey kind of thing where we get both sides. Yeah. It's like we do not see a Certain versions
0: server. you will definitely see, like, I mean, not of this one specifically, but certain adaptations of Jane Austen will really focus on, like, look at the contrast between what's going on. But this one, they're just like, they're just silly rich people. We're not even going to worry about these other people (laughs) um so then we get proposal number two and emma starts off by being like you're drunk get out of my face (laughs) and he's like no really i really really want to marry you and i love it when she's like oh my god she's got her hand in her head head in her she's got her head in her hand and Uh mr elton sneaks up behind her and i don't know what exactly he says but he's like let me and she's like, excuse me, but could you <laughs> kindly refrain from the intimacy of whispering?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly not catching a hint. I was waiting for us to have an outside shot the carriage and him just being flung from the carriage into the snow. <laughs> just go away. Um, I My notes uh, during this scene was, that was like the most rickety carriage I have ever seen in my life. They were bouncing yes. back and forth. I was like, are we on a roller coaster? Are we on mine train at Disney? Because they are flying back and forth. And I was like, I would think that they would have a smoother ride. Thing, no, I, I think was-
0: carriages are extremely bumpy. but Really? Um, yeah. But I think they also weren't in a real character. I think they were playing up the, like... Yeah, they were definitely, it was like, like... a seasick quality to it, almost. <laughs> it
1: like, they definitely attached two seesaws to the end, and we're just, like, going back and forth. Yeah,
0: and actually, I think this is the second time. I don't think we mentioned the first time, but this is the second time where we have such a weird, extreme close-up that is completely in blackness, where, like, oh, their yeah. profiles are... Because they both moved to the seat closest to the camera at one point, and the camera is so close that you can't see their faces is just black no. and there's another scene where her and her father I think, it was in the, the beginning yeah. <laughs> the
1: first party where they go to say bye to people and they step outside and you think that there would be moonlight or something but complete darkness yeah. you don't see any of their <laughs> facial expressions it could have been stand-ins for the characters
0: I, I mean i've i don't think there is like a blu-ray version that i've ever seen of this movie or yeah, you know, I an hd version
1: i don't think it i think it was like not a directing choice but i think that was what happened and yeah. i was like that's one of my things. I was like, what a weird thing to throw in. Like, it seems like that Why would be something. Why
0: looking at their black faces? Yeah. Mean, you know what <laughs> Darkened yeah. faces. Dark, yeah, I know what you mean.
1: But, like, it just seems so weird to, like, have these characters. <laughs> it seems like an easy fix. Yeah.
0: I actually wrote down during that scene, that carriage is so bumpy, I would fall asleep in a second. Because I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I <laughs> anytime I ride on, like, a
0: bus or anything that's super bumpy, fall I fall straight asleep. And I was, oh. like, just watching it, go. I was like oh my God, I would never stay awake for any ride no. in the carriage.
1: <laughs> I had the opposite thought where I was like, I would be completely sick. It would uh, but have motion sickness like out the ass, like terrible.
0: I can get motion sickness too, but usually. It was
1: just like going back yeah. and forth like crazy.
0: And then um, Emma goes to tell Mrs. Weston the tragedy of the what just happened, you know, mm-hmm. how wrong she was. And Mrs. Weston is like, oh, I already figured that out. And I'm like, you could have given a girl a heads up. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> you may be right in the carriage back with him. <laughs> seriously,
1: be a ghost girl and just let her know. Uh, and what I, in this scene when, don't they discuss Mr. Martin? And I just like, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, Emma is acting the same way towards Mr. Martin that Elton is acting towards Harriet. Yeah. And it makes me like, so like annoyed. I was like, maybe this is letting us know. These is, these are what like noble people thought at the time. Yeah. Like it was just like it's really about you don't see it in yourself. your
0: own snobbery, and like mm-hmm. not noticing. But I actually think that this is the moment where she is starting to feel guilty about her Mr. Martin decision. I know right. she says well, at least I was right in that, but I feel like that's
1: she's like not sh- completely. Yeah, sure. she's
0: having to justify it to herself because she's already like oh, that's. I mean, I kind of ruined her relationship. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Um. And then she has to go tell Harriet, and Harriet, she knows immediately. She's like, I have some bad news, and she's like, it's Mr. Elton. Which makes yeah. me go, there, you're smart. You're smart, girl. You know what you're talking about.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, and Emma really seems really humbled during that scene, I think. Yeah, yeah,
1: I would say that's probably surprisingly, I would say, other than the garden party, like, scene after the aftermath of that, this is probably the most humbled she is in the whole yeah. movie.
0: Yeah. And it's so cute when she like lays her head in her lap and
1: <laughs> Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry.
0: And then they go looking at puppies to try to distract her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's the same eyes as Mr. Elton. <laughs> Which I
1: thought was so funny because I think there's a scene in Clueless where Brittany Murphy has like a very similar reaction where it's like the most like obscure thing <laughs> that would not relate back to this person. And she's like, This reminds me of this person. Yes. And she really starts crying and I'm just like just play with the dogs I like mean,
0: such a crush she had on him so i mean i guess it's okay yeah I it's just, good to I be just, the whole time i'm just Norman. like
1: <laughs> can we just steal all the wealth from these men and just have puppy farms and, <laughs> and just <play laughs> no, with
0: puppy these... farms but farms of puppies yeah, like <laughs> this like
1: i did not know that was a part of farm life so i would like to have I a know. farm full of puppies
0: i don't know if puppies are in the book but i think it's a great addition i like the puppies
1: it seems to fit
0: Let's see. Oh, so the puppies aren't distracting enough, so they go to Miss Bates' house because no one can get a word in edgewise there, so you might as well. (laughs) And the first thing she does is talk about Mr. Elton's impending uh, nuptials. Exactly. (laughs) I
1: was like, come on, Mrs. Bates. But
0: this is such a great scene where she's trying to serve them cake, and she's like, oh, not good. And she's like trying to hand it to her.
1: (laughs) She's like, God.
0: She really I think this is one of her best scenes Miss Bates. I
1: I think she is so good in this movie like you you get what the character is like you don't yeah. feel like she's acting at all. Yeah it's and like, she doesn't come so across
0: as like super um what's the word? She you know like over the top, you know Yeah, she's not overacting yeah. at all. She
1: doesn't get annoying <laughs> to me. Like I never am annoyed with her. I'm just like, "Oh, she's just, you know, silly Miss Bates. Oh, like <laughs> you can't help but love her."
0: Yeah. She's so cheerful, and, but her smile that just is like are you gonna start crying? <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: she's like one of those happy sad people. I'm like, she's probably gonna cry in yeah. any second.
0: <laughs> I have that same feeling all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is that when? Oh, oh, that's okay. So, uh, so they're sitting there at Mrs. Bates' house and. She's like, and you're gonna, and Jane's gonna come, and you're gonna sit there, and you're gonna say, and then this scene switches, blah, 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 and it's Emma saying what she said, and suddenly we're presented with Jane Fairfax, who looks like a grown ass woman compared to Gwyneth yes. Paltrow. I mean, she is so much more mature and like I elegant. She, and she seems beautiful. way more refined. <laughs> She's
1: gorgeous. Um, I. Uh, I mean,
0: she just looks amazing like on another level yeah she's
1: i was like (laughs) i was wondering if they were the same age because i was like she not that she looks like old or anything but she looks like she's you know i mean she looks
0: old i mean emma looks like a girl compared to her yeah
1: and i was like (laughs) oh i wonder if this is like a purposeful casting choice where she's like you know emma's like well she's boring and whatever but maybe it's that emma's still immature and Jane Fairfax is maybe a little more mature.
0: Well, and Jane has had her own struggles. She was raised by people who weren't her family because her parents both died. She doesn't really have any fortune, so she's either going to have to get married or in most of the versions, she's feeling like she's going to have to become a governess. And so that's like a real burden on her, but we don't care about her in this version. (laughs) I was going to
1: say, we get really nothing. We get like three lines.
0: I like the way when they first meet, Emma's like, oh, tell me about frank and she's like i've heard that he's very good oh he's never said anything improper and she's like (laughs) and i get it i'm like okay i get it you can't get a word out of her she's i mean how can you be friends with someone who won't
1: say anything you know give
0: to the conversation but yeah
1: i just i don't know i wanted more out of her i felt like the actress herself polly walker was so like
0: yeah, her did.
1: her like demeanor she gave was so like there was so much more to explore, and I was like,
0: yeah, even she could have given so would, much. Even when they gave her like a few close ups, like what? How will she react to this, Frank Churchill was... news? Like her reactions are so small, and I get it because, you know, that's what her character is supposed to be. Like I don't want to uh-huh. give, but you get like two reaction shots from her, and they're both so like except for the one where she is looking daggers at Emma when she's yes. playing the piano and. Um, guess yes <laughs> i'm like whoa i know i was like we're getting more we're getting more <laughs> she is mad
1: <laughs> but i just i wanted more out of her like i don't know but she doesn't
0: have any they don't give her anything i, I think they, they just they don't want to focus on any of that they're like we want the emma love story and yeah. the only way to make that happen is to show the harriet and emma love story basically right. <laughs>
1: yeah i yeah i I mean, obviously you don't have to say, but I hope in other versions we get more of Jane Fairfax. Maybe oh, we different, do. We yeah. do get different interpretations. Yeah. I hope so, because yeah. I just, I feel like she's a very interesting character. Her background sounded crazy. So I was like, yeah, I, I would love, love little to learn more. Because
0: there's, you know, there's stuff that goes on between Emma and Jane because uh-huh. there's a weird, like a complicated relationship with that so yeah i'm excited for you to see other versions and yeah i would have loved to
1: have been like a slip-up where uh, emma said something like you know a little like sideways to her and she's like gonna shoot something back like well like you know stop being a small child (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially
0: because like miss elton and her like just adopting jane which we're about to get to Miss because i've got some things to say about yes so let's let's wait till we get there right um oh and <laughs> we get this is only the tiniest bit in this movie but it is a fun the Miss um, Bates drops that oh I'm so excited to go to the Coles party and Emma's like what? <laughs> <laughs> the Coles are having a party? did somebody forget to give me the invitation? it
1: must be MIA, <laughs> and like... then we have
0: like a whole montage of her being like <sighs> Why would they invite me? I mean, I couldn't go. I couldn't possibly go, except for that everyone I know is going. And so I just, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, she was like that line where she was like, well, saying to her dad, well, we can't go because they're beneath us, but it would still be nice to be invited. And I was like, well, when, when we get to the party, I was like, their house seems very similar in stature to yours. I don't understand what you mean by that, but okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, beneath them, I think it's more like her father has never wanted to leave the house voluntarily if possible <laughs> so he's probably always when she was younger was always like eh we don't need to go to the coals. Yeah, it's too far got, away we've got more
1: than enough here <laughs> yeah. but yeah that what was that scene it um, when they're sitting by the fire and it's just the two big chairs and you don't see Emma at first in the chair but she leans forward and it's like this is ridiculous like <laughs> why would they invite us it's so <laughs> rude um,
0: that's the end of the montage where she's like ah <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or when she's like um, uh, he's like has the mail come in and she's like well I don't keep up with the mail I've never kept up with the mail and the minute he walks away she like grabs her yes. stash of envelopes it and makes she's me like wonder what it?
0: she was doing before he walked in because she was just sitting there serenely and I'm like I should have seen her put her letters away real yeah. quick or something but something so we're at the party um, Frank is way unnecessarily especially for this the way they've set up this version Just like, well, let me give you some goss, some hot goss that she has not asked for in any way. And he's like, so there's a Mr. Dixon, and I wonder about this and this and this. And if I were Emma at that point, I'd be like, whoa, dude, why are you so interested in Jane Fairbanks' love life? Why? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I guess it's like that whole thing of like, I want to quote like talking shit, where she's like, I want to... Uh, I want to participate. Like, I oh, yeah. don't really like her, so I'm going to do that. And this guy is, like, you know, good-looking, and I, <laughs> you know, should like him because of status and stuff.
0: Definitely. And that's pretty much how it, it always goes. But, like, just in this version, they they're not talking about anything beforehand. It's just, like, so... Out of nowhere, he's just like, oh, well, let's talk about Jane Fairfax. Let's dish the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <And> she's
1: like, <laughs> Immediately. well, you know, she's
0: always driven me crazy because <laughs> I hear about her all the time and how great she is, but we don't get any of that. It's just Which, like... <laughs> that
1: was psychotic to me because she was like, she's always driven me crazy. And I'm like, you have just met her in person. You've only heard notes from, you know, Ms. Well, Spades. that's true. But,
0: I mean... Again, I hate to like be like, well, in other versions, but and you know, there's a lot more her talking to Miss Bates and her getting letters from right. hearing it all the time, and there's really apparently no one else her age in the whole town.
1: <laughs> apparently not.
0: So, and so she feels kind of like a rivalry, even though they're not they haven't really met that much she feels like there's just not an a, like an rivalry. established
1: rivalry but it's like almost like insinuated which is so <laughs> weird because it feels very one-sided yeah
0: which works for this next scene because mr cole is like oh emma could you please play on our new piano and she's like oh i'm so modest i can't i mean, i'm not really that great and then he's like oh maybe i should ask <laughs> jane and the next thing you know oh no <laughs> i gotta play <laughs> and then we hear jane play after her and i'm thinking yeah, you made the right choice, Emma. You definitely don't want to follow Jane. <laughs> uh, no, because
1: I had to look up the actress because I was like, has she been on Broadway? Because she has a beautiful voice. She's yeah, and... like a
0: trained opera singer. <laughs> I know, she
1: hasn't, which is so weird to me. But I, she was, I mean, obviously, Jane was the superior piano yeah, player because and singer. She just
0: had to work butt off so that she could have enough skills that people are gonna want to hire her in the future emma she doesn't care (laughs) she can play poorly and her dad will love it and nobody else is ever really gonna hear it (laughs) you know i'm
1: a little spoiled so it was i think it was like a very like grounding moment for her where she was like oh
0: i mean she didn't play that poorly i thought no she was
1: great yeah
0: and um (laughs) i can't say ewan mcgregor was the best singer i feel like he kind of brought down both the songs a little
1: (laughs) (laughs) it might be um your bias. but uh because they were both women playing and they should just be able to carry it themselves without a man interfering which i completely agree with um especially with man with a bad wig but
0: Uh, yeah i i mean i know that both him and gwyneth went on to be in movies that were singing singing movies but i don't think either of them have ever been i mean i think she did have like a album at some point but really i don't know if either of them have ever been universally praised for their singing abilities. Um, i don't
1: know but yeah i mean he did didn't he do he did moulin rouge and he did a couple other like singing things so i think he's like he's one of those people who's like you know oh he's not like you know this gr- amazing grand singer but he
0: he's a the singer notes.
1: <laughs> but i thought i thought the scene i thought it was so weird how he just jumped in out of nowhere to her singing like it felt almost like I don't know if it's because he was a man and he was allowed to do, it was acceptable, but like it seemed rude.
0: I think, well, I mean, I think his motivation was let me establish myself as singing as a duet partner. So when Jane comes up here, I can yeah. sing with her, but it's also like, let me flirt with Emma. And so yeah. everybody, everybody's getting the wrong impression. Except I for him. Say, at this point <laughs> in my
1: notes, I just wrote, everyone is leading each other on. Like everyone is like giving <laughs> false pretenses to everyone else. And,
0: and then we finally have our my, our final use of the word elegant as a descriptor. I think that was the final time because she starts off by saying, at, in the beginning of Buffy, "Oh, whenever anyone asks me about Jane, I just say she's elegant because I can't think of anything <laughs> to say about her
1: because right, she's so boring." Yeah,
0: and um, I think it gets used another time, but in this instance, Mr. Knightley was like, "You played very elegantly," and
1: she's like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: i thought that was a cute little she was like whatever
1: i i love their relationship throughout the whole movie like i even called it from like the first scene i was like they're gonna probably end up together like they're so perfect
0: i was wondering if i had called it the first time i ever read it or saw um, Uh any emma and i don't know that i did Mm -hmm. like maybe the first time i read it i i think maybe because they're just so far apart in age i wasn't thinking that her and Mr. Knightley would get together, but, I mean, it makes total sense. It's definitely set up from the beginning oh, of this one. for but, sure. Yeah. It's
1: like, yeah, the writing in this was, like, so obvious to, like, the viewers, but, like, for the characters, it was a complete mystery exactly. the entire time.
0: Well, because, you know, they skipped all of the subtlety. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, and then, um, Frank has to leave town unexpectedly, so he shows up at Emma's house and is the most cryptic in the world he's like you know i have feelings for someone and i'm sure you've figured that out by now and i just really wanted to tell you because you're such a great friend oh gotta go bye
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: she's like oh my god he was about to propose to me he must love me and then she's like oh, i feel a little out of breath thinking about that maybe i must love him too <laughs> yeah, i think she
1: was like you know, I, I have a headache, so I must be in love. And I was like, what a weird, <laughs> so what a weird thing to draw. Like, I, my head hurts, so I must yeah. be in love, which I'm like, no, you no, you just talk to an annoying person. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that happened. Yeah.
0: And, um, he, yeah, the next time we see him, where she sees him, she's like, oh, no, I guess not. I hadn't even thought about him <laughs> since he left, exactly. so I must not be very much in love, um, and then we have my favorite scene: Mrs. Elton comes to tea. <laughs> oh God, yes,
1: this is so good. She's amazing. I love her.
0: Yes, she's hilarious. And honestly, this version, and maybe it's just this time through, I was like, "This is." I actually feel sorry for Miss Elton in this scene. I've never felt sorry for Miss Elton ever.
1: Oh really? In any,
0: <laughs> I've never felt sorry for Miss Elton in any version or adaptation. But in this particular version, when she comes to meet Emma for the first time. Uh she I mean, obviously she's pretentious and she's like, oh, you know, I have so many carriages and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, she's hanging out with another rich person and that's pretty much how they all seem to behave anyway. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not like totally out of character. And I'm sure Emma's dealt with just as obnoxious of people before, but she is not even trying to be nice to her in this scene. She just, the one time... Miss Elton is like, genuinely seems excited when they're talking about, let's start a musical society. Yeah. Emma just ices her out. Yeah. And then they're like, uh, okay. okay. And I'm thinking... I don't know, a music club might be fun, Emma. You <laughs> don't have any friends. You well, might I, enjoy yourself. <laughs> I,
1: I didn't necessarily feel bad for her because she seems so like insufferable. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, it says a lot about you the company you choose to keep. And you chose to marry Mr. Elton, so gross, number <laughs> right. one. And I was like, number two, you're, she's like, the next level of snobbiness is so disgusting. And I was just like, ugh, I have no time yes. for this person. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm not going to feel bad for her.
0: Yeah, I don't think that you're necessarily supposed to. Um, okay, so after this kind of icy meeting between Emma and <laughs> Mrs. Elton, Emma has to go find her friend Harriet and bitch to her <laughs> <laughs> about Mrs. Elton and how insufferable she is and how she calls Mr. Knightley, Knightley right off the bat, like she's known him forever. And um, <laughs> she says my my favorite line. And I don't know if this is... I pretty sure this is in all the versions but maybe not quite as memorably as in this version but she says there's only one thing to do with someone as impossible as she i must throw a party for her (laughs) (laughs) otherwise everyone would feel how much i dislike her at once which i just think is the funniest thing whenever i think Whenever I meet someone or I don't particularly care for someone, I always think of that, and I have to throw them a party so <laughs> no one will know how much I don't
1: like you. You're oh. So silly. <laughs> Just like I, I don't like you. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Get away from me.
0: <laughs> Which was really funny because this party that they end up having for her kind of actually cements her into their social circle. So it yeah, kind that's... of makes it so she could never escape her.
1: It's like that weird, like old. I... Is this English, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're English. Like English politeness where it's like we like they everyone knows we don't like each other. Yeah. But we have to be pretend we're friends for everyone else. Like yes. it makes no sense to me. It's so stupid.
0: And I'm sure it has something to do with them all being so rich that, you know, all they do is observe each other and talk about each other. Exactly.
1: <laughs> we don't even need to worry about our own survival because we have money.
0: Yes. <laughs> we don't have anything occupying our time, so we'll just talk about people. But um so Emma, is, sorry. Oh, <laughs> then we have this scene. I think it's at the Weston's house, um, where Miss Taylor. No, Miss Miss Weston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as bad as Mister uh, Mister Woodhouse with my not being able to remember anyone's names. Getting straight.
1: <laughs> slowly becoming. Exactly. Mr. Woodhouse. <laughs>
0: becoming Mister
1: Woodhouse. Um, Don't pick up a baby.
0: <laughs> they're all sitting outside. Mister Knightley, Emma, and Missus Weston. And Emma's starting to feel bad for Jane, but the the very striking thing about the scene is that there are random goldfish bowls all around. Oh yeah,
1: what was that?
0: (laughs) It doesn't have enough water at all for the amount of goldfish in those bowls. Like eight
1: goldfish in a bowl and like maybe two cups of water. (laughs) I I looked it up just to see. I could not find anything about like. That being a thing in England, <laughs> I looked up like the history of aquariums, and they were all like in boxes, not in inside. Like they were not in the gardens. I don't know if that was like some weird.
0: I think it was just um, a directorial choice to, you know, just up the richness and the weirdness just, like, factor, the
1: extravagance to make it more dramatic. I guess. Yeah,
0: but I think at the Westons' house, so I guess even the Westons are ridiculously wealthy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, if this movie had been, like, shot, like, a comedy comedy, like, if it, like, I feel like it was a comedy, but, like, in the sense of, like, the actors didn't know it was a comedy. Not that they weren't, like, funny, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't, it wasn't like, oh, this is a comedy, you're gonna laugh. <laughs> like, I feel like if it was portrayed like that, the goldfish would have been, like, hilarious.
0: Well, I think, well, I mean, I I think it comes across as pretty funny and i feel like the goldfish are supposed to be just a funny thing because we get a scene in a little while where you know knightley's like why can't we just stay inside in our little cozy homes and then zoom out we see his giant mansion behind him right so i think it's just showing how you know clueless everybody really is (laughs) you know they're all living in their own little bubble with their little goldfish bubbles surrounding them weird but during the scene um they, uh, her and Missus Weston are kind of confronting Knightley about his feelings for, her- for no, for Jane Fairfax because Missus Weston has decided that Mister Knightley is in love with Jane Fairfax. Right. They, um, I, it's all very like touched upon. It's you know they don't really go into it that much, so I can understand you know kind of
1: how it gets confused, missing
0: that altogether. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he's like I I couldn't ever love Jane because. She doesn't have an open temperament, which I admire in women, but we kind of move on from that. And then we have the party, I assume the one that Emma is throwing for Mrs. Elton. Right. Um, She's really starting to feel bad about um, not warming up to Jane Fairfax, but Jane just won't tell Emma anything because she's trying to keep this Frank secret, so she's just being very aloof. Um, We do get the slightest reaction shot of jane learning that frank is coming back into the neighborhood so we get just a maybe a
1: little like taste yeah oh
0: she's excited but it's so subtle that it's kind of hard to notice um and emma is starting to plot to get frank and harriet together she's decided that this is (laughs) this is the new thing um and then we have the scene where it zooms in on the giant estate and oh no no, we hadn't gone to the party. That was just a dinner. Now we're at the party. Um this is actually the party that Frank um well, they don't go into it in the movie, so I guess I won't talk about it. But Frank has <laughs> set up this party previous to his leaving and he's it's his party when they come back. Gotcha. Anyway, they get to the party, Mr. Weston is there setting it up, they're all they get there early so that they can help, but apparently the whole town has already arrived to help him set up for this oh, yeah. party. And everyone is wearing a shade of pink. <laughs> I don't know if that's a theme Same. or something, but it's just very mauve.
1: So maybe it's like the season? I don't know. It was pink like for spring or something? I don't know. Don't know if it was spring because I... they jump from season to season in, in each scene. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think they're really concerned about that. I think maybe the costume designer just wanted everyone to kind of match and, you know, just for a visual look. 50 I don't know. gowns, pink But style. all the men are wearing like maroon jackets and the women are all wearing various shades of pink and red. I mean, not even to red, but just kind of like a pinkish version mm-hmm. of red. Frank, uh, Frank <sighs> soon as the Bates arrive, jumps up to go help them with the carriage and escort Jane in. And I think that's when Emma realizes... Oh, he never loved me. I don't know where I got that idea from because he can't even finish a conversation before he's jumping up to help the next people who walk in. Little well, her, does she know.
1: Yeah, her original reasoning was she was like, when she was like, oh, my head hurts. Yes. I was like, wait. I, I love him. Okay, okay. You're psychotic.
0: Yes. But she obviously doesn't love him, but I think this is where she realizes, oh, he wasn't going to propose. Yeah, he doesn't and love he's me. he's
1: also slightly insufferable.
0: Yes. Um. Oh, and so they're at the dance, and Harriet's standing alone, and Mrs. Weston feels bad for her. Everyone, Emma is feeling bad for her. You can see her concerned, not paying any attention to the dance. And so Mrs. Weston decides she's going to try to get Harriet a partner when Mr. Elton walks up, and he she tries to convince him to dance with Harriet and he's just super rude about the whole thing.
1: Ugh, disgusting.
0: Yeah, and you can just, I mean, the way Tony Collette plays it she like touches her hot face like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> but um, you don't have to worry too long because Mr. Knightley walks over and asks her to dance. It's the first time Probably anyone in Highbury has seen him dance in (laughs) forever. And Emma is so delighted, and the music swells as they start to dance, and it's just a really lovely moment. And after the dance, Emma and Knightley kind of bond over the Elton's being a dicks. (laughs) Right.
1: Their hatred.
0: (laughs) Yes, and um, she's like, who are you going to dance with? And he says, well, you. No, no, he asks her, who are you going to dance with? But you can tell he really wants to dance with her. Yeah. And she says, Oh, well, you, if you'll ask me. And she says, We're not so much brother and sister for all that. He's like, Oh, brother and sister. <laughs> He's like, Where'd you what get that idea? <laughs> about. Who said that? <laughs> Did I say that? I didn't say that in the first <laughs> scene of the movie. Um,
1: <laughs> so you shot yourself in your own foot, dude. Yeah.
0: And then they dance. And this is one of the few dances in a Jane Austen adaptation where there is. No chit-chat going on. <laughs> it's
1: just the music and the dancing.
0: Yes, and it's, it's lovely. Um, Frank and Harriet are dancing behind her, so, you know, Emma must just be the happiest moment <laughs> of her life. <laughs> She's getting to dance with Mr. Knightley, and Harriet and Frank are dancing together. You know, everything's perfect.
1: Everything's falling into place, just like I planned.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so the next day, Emma and Harriet are walking to Emma's house, and Harriet has something she wants to tell her, but she can't tell her yet. And on their way, they get attacked by gypsies, or at least, I don't, you're not supposed to say gypsies, but I, I was, that's like how they describe the nomadic, it in the movie. Uh, nomadic
1: travelers. <laughs> yes,
0: the Romani people. Yes. Um, but they're portrayed in such a negative light that maybe we should just call them gypsies so we don't get them confused with, you know, the actual people who lived at the time who probably were not attacking poor women <laughs> I like, on the street. Maybe it was just, you know...
1: Just a little bit of a white interpretation. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, in the book it's just children. They're like, you know
1: Just like I mean, they're around. they're
0: considered gypsy children, but it's just a bunch of children and Emma's right. not there, so there's a lot of stuff that's different. Um
1: Yeah, i say from the seventeen hundreds to <laughs> Yes. Now.
0: But for some reason they're not going after Emma at all, even though they say, Get her purse. <laughs> they they don't care about the rich woman. They're they're going after Harriet.
1: Yeah, that was so weird that they were like Attacking Harriet, but they weren't like they were just like pulling on her dress. Yeah, like, like, I was, I'm
0: gonna take your hair out of its pretty curls. Yeah, I was
1: like, I thought you guys were kind of a robber. You guys just bored. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I mean,
0: all you're gonna get if you get Harriet's purse are like the little pencil that she gets rid of. Later. Oh my god,
1: the pencil, <laughs> the like book of riddles, yes, her about sharks and you know, <laughs> things she thought of.
0: Yes, but Frank saves the day, so uh. We get a little moment of Harriet thanking Frank and Emma's, of course, thinking it's all coming together.
1: <laughs> and what was weird about that was like he just was like, "Hey," and they were stopped. Yeah, like <laughs> like they were there were at least like seven oh, a, of them. A
0: man in a suit. We. Can't
1: <laughs> a man in a suit with tights on. We have to stop. I was like, "What is going on? Why would they just listen to him? They could definitely overpower him." There's seven it's of them. That's kind of
0: strange. Especially at this version. But um, after he leaves, Harriet has her big letting go ceremony where she takes her, her little bag that has embroidered most precious treasures on it. <laughs> which is a precious thing. Um, and she takes out this old piece of bandage of gauze that was his bandage. Luckily, not a used piece of gauze. Yeah, because that would well, be...
1: Well, that's why after she said that, he, like, tore it off. It was, like not immediate she was like well he tore it off and uh, she was just talking about him her bandaging him and i was like did you take a piece of the used bandage you gross person
0: but no it was just a little piece of extra at the end and a pencil i think there's more stuff in the book that she has picked up from him are they
1: as weird
0: uh I can't remember exactly what they were. I know that in some versions, they're like, "Don't throw that on the fire. It's not burnable." <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh God. So I don't know what that was. Yeah, I like how she was like saying, "She's like, I'm finally done with uh, Mr. Elton," and it's just like I made me feel bad for her because I was like, "He's married." He's I know it's kind of been, been married by
0: now. Poor, poor Harriet just sitting in her tiny little room at Miss Goddard's, pining away for Mr. Elton. I know.
1: I was like, <laughs> "He's not that great."
0: No. Go back he's... to the
1: farmer. Yes, I know,
0: but Emma warned her off so early on. But we move on to strawberry picking time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Harriet informs Emma that she will never marry. And um more confusion is sown over who Harriet is in love with because Emma doesn't want to say the name of this person
1: ridiculous this all this movie could have been a solid 20 minutes long if they would just be like i like this person what fun would that be (laughs) we have just a short one episode
0: (laughs) yes everyone expresses how they actually feel and no that's not the point of jane austen or david lynch for that matter (laughs) it's all about what's going on underneath (laughs) the surface god so um and we move straight into the picnic which seems to be the same event which is definitely separated in other in the book and mrs elton is just being insufferable to jane and um it, it works because well frank is trying to distract or trying to you know cut off this conversation about oh i'm gonna get you a governess job don't worry yeah. and he's like well I'll, let me distract everyone by making this weird game let's make
1: it fun quote yeah unquote.
0: <laughs> and mrs elton is really annoying in this scene
1: she really is although like it looks like such a fun party it looks like a fun party. <laughs> I like, I want a garden party, now. strawberry picking, field and then party. Sitting I
0: guess. out under umbrellas. And Mrs. Elton and Mr. Elton get up and leave, and everybody's just obviously on edge. Well, at least Emma is <laughs> Right. because she's just tired of dealing with these people all day. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank says, "Okay, well, we're gonna have this game where you can say one really clever thing, two moderately clever things, or three not very clever things," and Mrs or Miss Bates um, says, oh, well, that'll be no problem for me. I'm sure to say three non interesting things every time I open my mouth. And Emma gives her <laughs> a little verbal smackdown, which causes great trauma with everyone. Um,
1: Seriously.
0: It's kind of a mountain out of molehill. I, I love to see okay. how this scene is interpreted in the different adaptations because, you know, sometimes they make this seem like the biggest insult ever. And in this version, they really do play it up a lot but in some versions it's kind of like well okay. <laughs> I mean maybe she was hurt <laughs> in the moment but
1: she's just like alright whatever yeah
0: <laughs> she's like yeah
1: yeah she a- seems to have like a breakdown after it <laughs> well, <laughs> after, it's, after Emma
0: says it if the other people at the party had just laughed I think it everyone would have like, just oh whatever you know just
1: shrugged it off which is like she just kept like repeating it Miss Bates like just kept repeating it and I I was like okay when's the smoke coming out of her ears like she's short circuiting (laughs) and (laughs) you see Mrs.
0: Weston and Mr. Knightley both shoot glances at Emma that are what are you doing child (laughs) we did not raise you this way
1: so crazy because like the like quote unquote, like the talking to that mr knightley gives her when she's like walking to the carriages after i feel like is so much more harsh <laughs> than what she said i was yes. like oh my god
0: i mean granted she was mean but he is really harsh about it, <laughs> it was like
1: you're becoming a terrible person
0: <laughs> exactly but you know we know looking back on that moment that it's really because he is having feelings for her and he's upset because of frank and that's all explained later but yeah he's pretty harsh on her um and she actually really does seem to feel bad about it um i don't know if she feels bad as much for uh, mrs bates or if she just feels bad for disappointing mr knightley but
1: mm-hmm. she, i would say probably the latter
0: <laughs> yeah but she does go call on the bates yeah. very early the next morning but she, and they have their their servants so the you Know <laughs> so all levels have servants, apparently. I was like,
1: except for like the poor, poor people, which was just a grandma, and like
0: yeah. But they have children. the you know, the wealthy people to come, come and to
1: give them stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but she opens the door, and it's very awkward. Where Miss Bates and Jade Fairfax are like, just tell her we're laying down, and they go <laughs> in. <laughs> and poor Mrs. Bates is sitting there, like, uh. I don't even speak. why yeah. did you come in?
1: <laughs> well, it's like. It, that was, like, a, like, little, like, one-bedroom apartment. She was, like, uh, it's, like, okay, she could walk into the main room and then turn to the right, and there's the bedroom. Like, it's not, like, oh, we'll just go to the west wing of the house, and she <laughs> won't even, like, know we're even here. No. Like, and they don't right even there? bother
0: to wait until, or, you know, to try to get it done before the door is open. No. I was,
1: like, these are these are mean girls. <laughs> I'm too,
0: Yeah, everyone's a little mean sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I mean, they have justifiably, and it really – I doubt it has anything to do with what Emma said the day before this. I mean... No,
1: I mean, that was so It's all their own
0: thing, but Emma is taking it as like, oh, I really insulted
1: them. Right. So
0: then we learn... It's kind of set up like Mr. Weston runs out to Emma and then we cut to her talking to Mrs. Weston while she's uh, doing her needlepoint, which makes it all seem very important but not important at the same time. But she's basically telling her that Frank Is engaged to jade fairfax oh my god (laughs) and mrs weston is really mostly worried about how emma is gonna take it because she thinks that emma and frank are you know a thing
1: yeah and i was like "Mm."
0: but emma shows her that she realized a while back that she didn't love him and that he didn't love her um but she's still kind of insulted because how could he possibly even know you know that she didn't didn't love him him. and she does have a good point (laughs) because he really does try to convince everyone else in the town that he has a thing yeah so um, but she's willing to suck it up her insultedness for Mr. Weston's sake so as to not worry him
1: did they ever say why that Jane and um, Frank kept their relationship a secret. like why would it have to be a secret? I don't remember.
0: I think um they don't really talk about it in this version, but I think it has to do with his aunt and uh, I don't know why she is I guess maybe just because Jane doesn't have you know a, any sort of lineage per se. I mean, I guess she probably does, but her parents are dead, so uh,
1: I don't know she doesn't have
0: any money, that's for sure.
1: Oh, so maybe that's seems it seems silly.
0: yeah, <laughs> it's definitely silly and you know. In the end it doesn't really matter <laughs> no it
1: was like a they get engaged and it comes out anyways
0: exactly oh i forgot to say that mr knightley went out of town <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah he left
0: yeah he couldn't take it anywhere um so then we are to the harriet emma scene where we have the misunderstanding comes to a head and um emma's trying to t- to let harriet down easily to tell her that frank churchill has engaged but harriet already knows and she's just like wow that's crazy and emma is wondering i thought you liked frank why is this i mean you soaked for literally half a year when mr elton (laughs) like you so what's what's going on but nope it's not Mr. Uh, Frank Churchill that Harriet has a thing for. Of course. Mr. Knightley. Dun, dun, dun.
1: And Emma's like, absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, and this all leads to the revelation by Emma that she actually is in love with Mr. Knightley. Right. When she realizes that it's Harriet, or once she realizes that Harriet is in love with Mr. Knightley, she's like, oh, crap. Because... I love him. And this is the most affected she looks, I think, acting-wise, throughout the whole right. movie, <clears throat> when she makes this realization. And this was um, another moment where Harriet knew what was going on before Emma told her. because she she's like, oh, wait a minute. You must think that he's so much better than even Frank Churchill. And, I mean... So this is where I'm like, she's not, she's not dumb. She's not smart, but she's, you know, she's naive. She's eager to please, but she understands what Emma is saying before she says it. Oh, for sure. Uh, So she goes to talk to Mrs. Weston about it. And one of my favorite lines where she says, we don't know anything about our parents. They could be pirates.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like pirates. Okay. God. Uh,
0: Yes. It's just just so funny because she's freaking out and I mean up until this point she's always been like no she's definitely the daughter of a gentleman i know because why would anybody pay for her to go to school for exactly. so long if they didn't you know have money
1: well it's like it's so funny to me that she I guess gets a pirate
0: can have money <laughs>
1: yeah lots of money but i feel like she, it's so crazy that she's like so jealous and immediately is like you know trying to discredit harriet when i'm like he has shown zero interest in harriet at this point even when he's around you and harriet all he did was step in and help well, her dance
0: i don't she's trying to discredit harriet i think it's actually it almost is like a sign of like a a good sign towards her character that she thinks harriet could definitely be a rival she thinks maybe mr knightley does like her right i mean she wishes she had never met her because now she realizes what have i done i'm introducing my friend to my guy alike and now she likes him and he could like her i, I mean i don't know she seems to think he yeah. does and i wouldn't Ever think that Mister Knightley would make anyone feel like he liked them when he didn't?
1: Right. Yeah, I didn't mean necessarily. I guess like discredit was like not the right term, but like it just seems so silly that she is like trying to like talk in circles w- about Harriet and uh Mister Knightley being together because he has. Cl- it's been like obviously it's you know the way it's written, it's obvious to us, but they're completely oblivious. But. He has shown so much interest in Emma and zero in Harry. All he did was step in when Harriet was had no one to dance with, yeah. only because Emma was upset.
0: But you know, she's just real. She's in love. Her feelings are still very baby, and they're very yeah. easily hurt. And but I do think I mean she believes that Harriet could really have a chance. Yeah, and I think that's a credit to her.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: You know, she's not like. She's so beneath him. She never says that. Right. She's
1: like, well,
0: I mean, she does say that they, her parents could be pirates, which is funny, but yeah. <laughs> um. So she's going around trying not to think about him going to the church and praying
1: that he will never <laughs> get
0: together with another girl.
1: As long as she stays <laughs> single, let him be single for life. I'll be happy.
0: Yes. That's pretty funny. And I think maybe the only time I've ever seen anyone actually at a church praying. No, I, I think I'll take that back but <laughs> it's just, you don't really see people actually praying in church and Austin adaptations, even though there are vicars galore. Right. Um, oh, and so, okay. Well then climax of the movie, I would say yep. Mr. Knightley shows up. Emma has crazy hair when they first meet, it gets <laughs> less crazy as they go on, but she just looks like a wild woman. Like, hi, just, threw it up there. I didn't have the maid do it. And I, just
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just came out of the forest. She's
0: just been worrying so much. Her hair has gone crazy. Um, and he shows up and she's, they're very awkward at first. And he's like, I, I just have to tell you something. And she says, don't, don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But you and Harriet. And so he gets really <laughs> upset and walks away. And then she feels bad. And again, I feel I've been right there. Emma, I know exactly the feeling of being like, oh, crap. I I changed my mind. I'm stupid. Okay, tell me what you <laughs> want to tell me. And then he tells her that he loves her. And she is so pleased because mm-hmm. she really loves him, too. And they kiss. First kiss of the movie.
1: <laughs> I would say so, yeah. I mm-hmm. think the only... <laughs> the two only two kisses in this entire movie are in this scene because they kiss once when they first tell each other, and then when we like, zoom out,
0: yes, they're clearly. I kissing think there's each a kiss at the wedding too. So yeah,
1: so maybe like a total of three, yeah. which is I don't know. <laughs> um, uh,
0: yeah, and uh, they talk about how Frank is a cad, how he uses everyone abominably and gets everything he wants, and
1: with no and it's harm true. towards him.
0: and one day when we do a different adaptation, we're going to get into the whole, is Frank a murderer plot? But I'm not going to oh. get into it right <laughs> oh now God. because they don't cl- imply that at clearly all.
1: Clearly <laughs> not implied in this movie because that was not something I ran to my mind. But this is
0: more like a fanfic reading. like
1: Yeah. What, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. I got another good song.
0: theory for later. but
1: <laughs> um,
0: So... Yeah, so he heard about the engagement. He rushed back. I mean, he heard about Frank's engagement, and he got all excited because he was like, wait a minute, I thought Frank was going to marry Emma. No, And um, he does mention, because she says, I feel like I'm unworthy of you. And he's like, I just need to stop saying like, and he says, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've lectured you and scolded you as no other woman could have borne, and you...
1: Have taken it in stride, Yeah, and
0: it's true, I mean... She's. There've been a lot of women, myself included, who would say, "Get out of my face with your judgmental BS."
1: (laughs) Don't even talk to me anymore. Yep,
0: and um, and she's like, or she, for a second, (laughs) trying to stop saying,
1: "Like, uh, (laughs) it's never gonna happen."
0: Um, she, she gets, she freaks out because she realizes I can't leave my father. I mean, he can't even have cake in his vicinity. <laughs> he
1: can't I even can't, hold the baby. I
0: can't leave him. And it, like, it only takes two seconds for Knightley to say, oh, well, I'll just move in with you. No big deal. And at that point, I'm thinking, Emma, ask him to change his last name. <laughs> he'll do anything <laughs> for you right now. <laughs> I am going to say, I don't
1: think he cares about I that. I think he'll just
0: become a a, um, a woodhouse yeah, <laughs> if you want him to.
1: <laughs> I feel like at this point, she definitely wears the pants in that relationship. Yeah. She's just like, well, yeah, he's like, you, you liked
0: me? Okay, whatever you want. From Follow me. Out. I'll never yell at you again. Exactly. But uh, before, everyone is very cool with it. Even her father, who is usually a little more... But he just... I mean, we only see it through a window. But Yeah, but
1: he seems very excited. Yeah,
0: he seems excited. The only one who's not is poor Harriet, who's yeah. very hurt. <sighs> a,
1: yeah, what a sad scene. Just
0: but the crying. next scene takes place in a Trads greenhouse, apparently. <laughs> or an Ace greenhouse <laughs> department. <laughs> it looks exactly like... When you go into one of those... Um,
1: like a Lowe's outdoor. Yeah, like the outdoor <laughs> section, but
0: then they have the greenhouse section inside. Yeah, where it's just like rows of just, like exactly. poinsettias
1: and <laughs> aloe plants.
0: Yes, um, bromeliads. That's what, exactly what it looks like. It's so bizarre because there's so many little scenes where, that are taking place in, like full of plants. Uh-huh. These little... Always like at leafy, her house, and I'm just plants. thinking... Girl, you got a green thumb. <laughs>
1: Apparently, because this is like an entire greenhouse. She spends the all the time. size of my apartment.
0: <laughs> with plants. Um, but Harriet comes in and she says that she has some news. She doesn't think she's going to like, but she is getting married to Robert Martin. And Emma is very happy and very relieved. Yeah, that... I did
1: get a little worried at first because when she first reacted, she was like, well, what happened? And I was like, "You can't be upset. You can't do this to her again. No. Don't be awful to your friend. Just let her marry who she wants to marry. She'll she be fine." But she wasn't trying to be awful. Yeah. She was just she was just wanting to know the story, which was and, sweet. Um,
0: she's glad that her own matchmaking days are behind her because
1: aren't we all at this point? Because for like, stop ruining everyone's life. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> You're
0: you are a danger to yeah. yourself. <laughs> Try to break up
1: everyone.
0: <laughs> And uh, so then they get married. Mrs. Elton says there's a shocking lack of satin.
1: Which I thought was so funny.
0: And, um, Only
1: breakage of fourth wall that we get.
0: Yeah. And they kiss, and we go back to the globe, and we see all of the couples. But Mrs. Weston has a baby. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you noticed. I did notice like that. Only, like, little hint towards the ending, but.
1: I was like, yeah, yeah, she has a baby. Which I liked her character a lot. She was really sweet.
0: <laughs> yes. She has a a pretty big part. I would say
1: and, like, the her books and Harriet
0: Knightley are like the three and Emma, of course. Right. Are the three main relationships. <laughs> okay, so now that we finished the recap, um I wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive um, on just one character because since we're gonna be doing a thousand versions of Emma, well, right. not a thousand, but there are. It's I think there's they're even coming out with a new movie next year of Emma.
1: Oh, you know that.
0: So yeah, we're gonna have plenty to go off of. <laughs> so I just picked the one character that obviously is the best character from this adaptation is Harriet Smith.
1: I was just about to say better be Harriet.
0: Yes. So I did a little deep dive just on her character in general. And there's really not that much. I mean, she is, it turns out in the book, which I did not even remember at all. So I guess it's just barely mentioned. But turns out her father is actually a tradesman. Okay. Um, I guess just, he must make enough money.
1: I would say it doesn't sound like he was like, you know, a peasant or something. I don't know why
0: he never wanted her to know who he was. Um, Yeah, it seems weird. So he's the one who's paying for her board. Um, But here's the big. I read an article on on the Jane Austen Society of North America website. Okay. It's an article by Edith Lank, and she wrote an article speculating on who could be Harriet's mother. And it's just very interesting. Okay, so her speculation is that, okay, well, before I say exactly who it is, um, Jane Austen has a tendency to, and maybe this was a common thing at the time, but the eldest daughter has the mother's name. Okay. So, yeah. So we'll we can look at that in future ones. But at one point, after Jane and Frank get together in the book, once Miss Old Missus Bates starts talking again, she refers to Miss Bates as Hetty, and Hetty could be short for Harriet.
1: Oh. So it is
0: speculated by her in this article that they, maybe they placed her maybe. When she went, because her sister died when right. Jane was born. So maybe when she went out because of the parents dying to, you know, see what was going on, she maybe got into a relationship with the tradesmen. And maybe the reason that they had her raised at Goddard's is just uh-huh. so that she could keep an eye on her. Now, in this uh-huh. version, there is absolutely no hint towards that. <laughs> I don't know safe. if there's Not any hints towards that in any version. But it is a fun thing to speculate. And just, you that know, as you're watching, cool. think... You're actually her mother.
1: Wow, what a crazy like turnip of <laughs> yeah. beds, like just to think of that that whole like familial like relationship is right within reach.
0: <laughs> well now Hetty could be short for any sort of thing and obviously there's no actual evidence that this is true. But I just find it very interesting and I love any sort of mysterious backstory that people want to come up with because I mean I watch these adaptations all the time so being able to just put a little extra spin in the back of my mind as to what's going on is really Uh fun for me.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. (laughs) Obviously, we would have never known that, but, like, what a cool, like, little deep dive into, like, the characters and...
0: Yeah, I think the one thing that probably makes me least believe that could be true is the fact that I do not believe for a second that Miss Bates could keep something like that a secret. (laughs) Yeah. Jane Fairfax most certainly could if she knew... But I don't know about Miss Bates. She is a flippity do it, and I don't just know if she could. It could could be
1: a thing, or maybe, you know, Mrs. Bates told her something happened to the baby, and she sent her to Miss Goddard so she could keep an eye. Who knows? Because she doesn't say a single thing. So (laughs) she could keep a secret.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I, I wrote down the description in the book is that she is quite pretty, short and plump, with a fine complexion, blue eyes, and blonde hair.
1: Oh, blonde hair.
0: So I love that quite pretty fine complexion short and plump yeah i'm like yes i like short and plump being considered very pretty with a fine complexion (laughs) (laughs) um i would personally consider harriet if i was putting her in a hogwarts house Uh uh-huh hufflepuff
1: yeah yeah i would say that she's
0: definitely not a ravenclaw N- no, and I don't think you could not Slytherin or Gryffindor. Yeah, no,
1: nah. she's definitely have a Yeah, buff. and yeah, and we'll be um we'll be sorting some of our like deep dive characters, even some of like maybe yeah probably our deep dive, and we might just kind of go ahead if we don't deep dive into everyone, sort them all into like Harry Potter houses just because those are good like uh like trait markers of people, and we all do that anyway, so it's like might as well kind of assign them traits that belong to this like house from this one thing that everyone knows
0: definitely and i mean i will go a step further because i was thinking i wonder what astrology sign she would be i mean i don't think they i mean i don't know if anyone gets a real birthday in any of jane austen Uh but um my personal thought is that she would maybe be a pisces because Uh she's kind of like you know she just swims with the stream she does whatever she's got a lot of emotional stuff going on but also maybe a taurus because Uh they're ruled by love and um she's not as stubborn i would say as a taurus so but i would say she's definitely a mostly earth and water person okay i wouldn't say she's air or fire
1: no she she doesn't come off like that
0: she's all emotion and you know steadiness (laughs) yeah she's not
1: she's not a very complicated person if that makes sense
0: yes exactly
1: (laughs) she is what she is
0: Although Toni Collette tries to make her as complicated as she can.
1: I mean, she did a great job. <laughs> I, I, Harry is one of my favorites and possibly my favorite in this entire adaptation. I love her.
0: Oh, definitely. She is the, well, we all can have our own opinions, but my opinion, she's the best. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's it. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, yes, thank you. Please subscribe and rate and review if you like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: We're still a baby podcast, so you know, be kind. Yes, um, we'll be working out the kinks. Yes, <laughs> I don't
1: think either of us. This is the first podcast both of us have done. I'm assuming.
0: Yes, but so, I've listened to so many. and same here. I love listening to podcasts, so I just want to give back to the podcasting world, and hopefully, yeah, get someone and seems fun just like me is out there going. People on Earth, Jane Austen and David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, join us next week where we'll cross over the rainbow to explore a decidedly darker neighborhood when we talk about David Lynch's blue velvet.
1: Ooh, also something I've never seen. <laughs> ah, so, so exciting. <laughs> can't wait.
0: Well, thank you all very much.
1: Thank you. Good night.
0: <laughs>